everybody and welcome along to this week's edition of the Irish Golfer Podcast. Brought to you in association with KPMG, I'm your host Peter Finnan and joined as always by John Craven. We keep it nice and simple this week. Perfect. Now simple suits me, Pete. Um, because yeah, it was anything but simple I guess the weekend, wasn't it? All I can say is holy shit, where did that come from? <laughs> It was nuts. Well, first off, fair play, we called it. Mickelson win. Um, nice and handy. I think the exact quote two weeks ago for me was, Phil is an irrelevance. An irrelevant. It was. I think I said, Phil Mickelson is irrelevant. Well, I think, what, there was one Sligo punter, I think, who backed him. And apart from that, I'd say everyone else in the world thought he was irrelevant. Um, apart from Phil himself, of course. But, listen... Credit where it's due. <laughs> like I, know, I Phil, did Phil's not expect. Modest. It. Oh, Phil's such modest. a modest guy. Big jam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Um, yeah, I did not see that coming. I said to you so last week. We talked about it. And I'm saying like I'm really excited about this one. More excited than the Masters, and the reason was the golf course and the unpredictability of the of the winner. And there's safe to say there was no chance I was going to predict that winner, and that the golf course was just class. It was one of my most memorable major finishes that I can I I just think it just had everything it was class I was I couldn't get away from the TV and the coverage in fairness to Sky because they got the feeds from CBS and ESPN I think so they were marrying them both together so we got wall-to-wall coverage as well it was just unbelievably good Jesus, I totally disagree with the coverage. I thought it was muck. Yeah, ah. I, I thought Sky do. I don't blame Sky at all because they are, as you say, getting spoon fed what they can. But just at particular moments, I actually I was going to talk about it later, and I will um, kind of put a pin in it. But yeah, I definitely think it could be improved. It, like I thought, Masters coverage is a lot like trumps that easily for me. Do you? Because I thought on coverage, like on Thursday and Friday, Thursday and Friday, we got like 12, 13 hours wall to wall coverage. They don't even get that in the States. Yeah, Thursday and Friday would seem to be a bit better. They seem to just harpoon in far more ads there over the weekend. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll talk about it later. But, um, yeah, I'll but the golf agree course. to disagree for now. The golf course was unbelievable. Didn't not even like It played like a Lynx, I feel, in that like the players that have won Opens and have performed well in Lynx golf are all up there. Harrington, Ustays and Lowry, Mickelson, all past Open winners. It just looked like a nightmare. I wish the wind blew a, a little bit harder over the last couple of days just for complete carnage. But I think six under, any time a golf course has given that score up after four rounds, like it's a good sign. It was just, it was so good to watch, like the ebbs and flows of it. But it brought back artistry, shot making. Like it just goes to show you, like it's the longest golf course in major history. Now they didn't put it anywhere near the length they could have. They brought it back to like seven, six most days, but it was so good to see a golf course dictating the narrative all week. And like, it wasn't overpowered. They couldn't overpower it. They tried. Um, it was all about shot making, artistry, short game. It played right into Phil Mickelson, but he just, I don't know. Like I, I just don't know where it came from. I'm, I'm in absolute shock. I'm delighted it's happened, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't like, know where it's come from. I just don't know where it's come from. He went from like, he was like outside one sixty, one seventy in overall strokes gained, and he goes from that to like pretty much number one for the week in a major, on one of the toughest tests they've had in, God knows how long. It's I, just I saw Joel Damon claiming credit because a couple of weeks ago he was paired with Phil for the first round and he, 
he wanted to have a wager with Mickelson, so he reckons the bear was in hibernation. He poked the bear, and Phil woke up. <laughs> so Phil actually did say thanks that he forgot to include him in his uh, victory speech. But it's mental. Like golf is apparently broken. Like before that tournament, we were talking about like this eight thousand yard golf course, and so the oldest golfer ever to win a major is one on the longest golf course ever to host a major. Like it, like where do you start? So all that analysis that goes into these things. It wouldn't happen in any other sport. Like, maybe bloody darts or snooker, if you can count that. But um, not, like, any proper physical sport. Like, it, golf is just crazy for the fairy tales. I can't say I'm Phil's biggest fan, but I was rooting for him down the stretch purely from the golfing story and the, the magic of it. It was just, yeah, just unbelievable. Well, can you imagine going back to January? Like, if someone said to you... Uh, Jordan Spieth's going to win a tournament and Phil Mickelson's going to win a major before you hit summer. And you're like, I'd be taking away in a straitjacket. Absolutely, you would. And even like Tiger winning in 2019. Like those stories, you would have thought those two boys were done. Like remember when they played the match and you were thinking, sure, this has happened 10 yeah, years yeah. too late. If the this match is what was it's come on, to now. Yeah, this is what it's come to. Exactly. The little exhibition sideshows. And now you'd be like, if Tiger can get back to full fitness, you'd be like, yeah, let's do it again. Um, crazy. Absolutely so, crazy. I was a big fan of the waste areas, though, of the bunkers and stuff like that. I know it's when I seen it at the start of the week, I was going, "Oh, Patrick Reed's going to be a happy man. <laughs> he's going around ground and stuff everywhere, like it's like Christmas." But um, how bizarre to see lads taking practice swings in bunkers and hitting the sand. Like I know waste areas, not bunkers, but yeah, like you're kind of double taking every time you see it. it was so nuts. Someone awful eyes oh. as well, where it was like half bunker, half grass. Louis Oosthuizen yesterday. Oh. Wasn't it Louis? Yeah, got an awful lie. Like that's the worst lie I've seen. Larry got oh, an Louis, awful lie. Yeah, he plugged in the face. It looked as though it was I don't know him. how he even played that shot. Yeah. Like he absolutely incredible. Like it looked like a wrist breaker or he just buried the ground, aired the ball two feet into the ground. But the, the scenes on 18... Like, it's just class. It's class to see. I know there's two lines of thought yeah. of, yeah, should they be doing this? But, like... Well, you know, like, all control was lost. Yes, COVID, <laughs> COVID was non-existent on Kiwi yesterday, but no. Stewart's non-existent. Marshall's, like, no one knew what was... It. Like, the crowd it was just like decided. Woodstock. Yeah. And Phil was like Elvis coming through the middle of this big crowd. It was just savage. I actually thought Phil had a Shooter McGavin moment when, like, the crowd initially started, like, pounding down to him and I could see Phil was like my god you're touching me go back to your shanties <laughs> um, because he's Mr. like if you wink the thumbs up the smiles when they're outside the ropes but like, he'd never experienced them just descending on him like that hard to take the American fans like I know it's great to have fans back and I'm absolutely not going to complain about that but my god if Lowry when he was going down that 72nd at Port Rush had like me and you beside him going woo Go shade, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like it wouldn't, it just wouldn't compute in Ireland. How the Americans have these sound bites that just comes in after a few beers, I'll never know. But yeah, like it was still great to see. Like it's gonna be an iconic moment in golf for sure. There's some great images, like looking through the Getty archive and stuff like that from yesterday. The, some of the photos are just so good of the crowd and Phil behind and then. Poor El Brooksy getting battered in between all the crowd as well. Actually, here, before we get into that, <laughs> we'll put, like, listen to this. This was, like, uh, most people have probably read about it by now, but to hear the actual audio of what Brooks said afterwards, he was not a happy camper. Yeah, it would have been cool if I didn't have a knee injury and got dinged a few times in the knee in that crowd because um, no one really gave a shit, personally. Um, but if I was fine, yeah, it would have been cool. Um, you know, it's cool for Phil. 
but um, getting dinged a few times isn't exactly my idea of fun. I don't think anybody really understands until you actually are coming out of surgery how, I mean, even when I was doing rehab and there's five people kind of standing by your knee, you get a little skittish. Um, and I, like, I don't mind waiting or being in that crowd, but, you know, getting my, I don't know, it felt like somebody tried to. I don't know what the deal was, but um, that's what it is. I'll be put, putting it in ice today. It, doesn't, it feels like shit right now. Salty. <laughs> He's not a happy man. He's the worst. Drink every time Brooke says knee. Like, yeah, if that's a ding. drinking out. Oh, my God. Or ding. But, like, you'd swear, like, it was like the tackle Roy Keane did and Alfinga Haaland, like, the way he's going on. Like, he's not crippled coming off. Someone banged into his knee a few times, and then he thinks, oh, they're going for me on purpose, like, trying to cut him out of it. Kapka, like, for a man who goes on about, like, the athlete that he is, and, like, he's built like a brick shit house or whatever and like whatever dings he's talking about with his knee there it was 100% salty he was someone that tweeted like it, it's the worst thing this for Brooks like it, it's he's irrelevant in this situation Alan here. Shipnock yeah. Alan Shipnock I yeah. mean he's in the worst predicament possible irrelevance yeah now he was having a good go Shipnock was having a good go last night but it's justified when you think of the way Brooks speaks to those exactly. guys and how he hands it out and like this is coming from a man Brooks that like you know famously said there's only four or five guys that I have to beat here now in the last Tony few now one of them well Tony yeah yeah <laughs> big Tony but um yeah in the last two seasons now like you know you've he didn't expect the old men to come back and hand it to him on a plate so he's Tiger that literally put him to the sword in 2019 at the Masters and now Phil comes back and literally hands it to him on a plate so he he's definitely He's tarnished a bit. Now he's gonna blame the the knee, and he's he's like he's normally not one for making excuses and doesn't go into detail. But I just thought that was really salty to say, you know, fans dinged me and this, that, and the other. And it was salty. I'm like, so I think it's telling that before the last round, the bookies had Kepka favorite. I think most people would have fancied Brooks if Phil was going to be too erratic or something the last day. After but, that first hole. And after the I first thought, hole, yeah, yeah double that's down it. on your Because back. I'd actually put a tweet up, yeah, Bruce mode activated. Yeah. And, like, literally within 20 minutes, he was he On was the second, gone. Like, just, he was gone. Well, that double bogey was out of nowhere. He didn't look comfortable over his putts the whole week. But just on that Bruce mode activated. So I think this was Alan Shipnuck again, actually. So, like, we talk about Brooks as the killer um, and... Like, he only plays golf for majors. He practices at PGA Tour events and blah, blah, blah. But in the last couple of years, so 2019 Masters, in with a squeak, hits it in the water, blows out his chances on 12. 2019 PGA, he actually wins it, but he did shoot four over on the Sunday. So, like, he was he was wobbling hard. 2019 US Open, played the last seven holes, one over to finish second. 2020 PGA was two shots back, played the last round, 74. And then, like, I don't know what, Brooks Kepler showed up yesterday, but, like, between holes 7 and 13, he was 4 over or something, and just blew his chances out of the tournament. So he's not as infallible as he likes to say he is, and that's why he's an easy target now for journalists who he treats kind of like dirt before the tournament, doesn't give them a good answer, has all this cockiness and stuff, but he's put himself up on the pedestal to be thrown off it, and, yeah, a 50-year-old man did it yesterday. Yeah, it's great. Great to see. It is. It is great. And, like... I don't think either of us would be big Phil fans, but it's just like it's just the story of golf. Marocaro wins the PGA last year in his second major. Phil wins this year in his one hundred and twelfth major. Yeah, like sport doesn't 
like allow that to happen. Yeah, it was his twenty ninth PGA, twenty ninth yeah. time to tee up on a PGA. It's just it's nuts. Like where can freaky. Phil go from here? Oh, it's like well, anywhere. That's it. It, 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 not Saudi Arabia, I'd say at this stage. You know, <laughs> well, I know we've been going on about that for a while, but like that's like when you look at the ticket he's after punching now. So five year exemptions and all. Five year exemption to the US Open. That's all he really gives a shit about. You know, he has a lot of money now falling in the back, so he'll keep the IRS off his arse now for a few few more years, so he'll be happy with that. But, like, um, yeah, just... I just don't know where. I'm still in shock, like, where it came from. The the big thing that stuck out for me was, like, the different modes of Phil. Like, you look at some of them... Like, he was still having fun out there. He was under unbelievable pressure. But, like, the drive Brooks Kopka hit on the 16th, mm. absolutely murdered a drive out there and then Phil comes up and steps on one and puts it like seven eight yards by him like and it was as good as longest drive on the whole of the week now it was downhill just on the last yeah. day but still but like I'm sure Phil was asked yards. Yeah, yeah listen uh, Mr. Mickelson could you please wee in this cup when he comes <laughs> in like he has to be checked like it was serious it's serious the, it's the coffee and the calf yeah. cultivation like it just combines the hip bombs as Phil says it's just insane how he did it. And yeah, he did it like off the tee. Like it wasn't the Mickelson magic short game. Oh, it was absolute it was ball heat. Yeah, pure yeah. ball strike. Uh, Harrington made a good point of it. Harrington played with him in <clears throat> the first and second round. Like, and he was saying it was just so great to see a guy that just will not back down. Yeah. And it's Phil's biggest strength and it's probably his biggest flaw that he just literally. When he sees a shot, he takes it on. That's it. There is no... And like on round three and 13, when he carved it into the water or snapped it into the water yeah, that, that time. Wild. Like, but he... It would be an embarrassment to him to hit it into the rough on the left. Yeah. He just... That, that that's shot is not in him. It's just, I'm going for this and that's it. And that, that stood to him because he had it on a string. Yeah. Um, and like... Brooks just did not have the answers. And, and when he needed to hold putts, he held putts when he... Holding out the bunker shot on six, it was just so up down. I think he had one par in his first mm. seven holes or something like that. Like it was just crazy. The bunker shot was interesting. I saw it. Nick Doherty said um, at that point that Phil's short game was as good as Seve's. And uh, like I know Phil's short game is unbelievable and it's mercurial and he hits these shots that like he's no right to hit. But in terms of consistent short game skills I don't actually think Phil Mickelson's anywhere near Seve obviously I wasn't yeah, allowed to in my game but just on stats he's 130th in strokes gained around the greens this year last year and like he was all over the place short game wise for the first Seve six holes rarely holes played tests like that Seve rarely played tests like what they served up yesterday oh, say that to Port Marnikin say that <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean it, like they're different yeah. different eras different setups like how but Phil is just he's a master of it just played into his strengths and they, I saw, was listening a bit of the no line up guys and they were thinking it was a left hander's golf course and the, the way the wind blew Brooks was saying like if that wind suit would feel a lot more than it did him for that stretch 7 to 13 Un, again as you said unlike Brooks to be making excuses but um Mickelson yeah just as you said had the ball in the string and just proved everyone wrong. I guess it would have been nice if one of the pack had put a bit more pressure on him. I know Phil's kind of pouring it on by not going back to them and making them make birdies, but like Lou you says and that like some amount of chances, like grazing the hole. Kepka obviously missed a heap of putts. Um and our own two boys as well, who we'll get on to a little later. 
But it does. It's like he he just looked in control of everything. He controlled the whole narrative of the week around himself with how he spoke to media, how he dealt with crowds, how he approached shots. Like he was basically meditating out on the golf course. He was you could totally see different. It. Absolutely, and the way he answered questions in his press conferences, everything was he would take a deep breath, he would think about it, and then he, everything he controlled his breathing for the whole week. It's a he's a new man. Like he was the way like it's like. Getting in touch with his inner Sinead O'Connor, like the way he was going on, like he's just he spiritual. was already in touch with her. Yeah, no, yeah. Nothing compares to <laughs> Phil. Um, but no, it was like a spiritual type Zen to it, and he, he nearly got into it in the post press conference in the media center, and then he said, oh, "I won't get into the sort of spiritual element of it yet. Like we we'll leave that for another day." But he he just looked so good, and like I I I I just can't. Um, I can't emphasize enough that it was such a difficult test. I just can't work out how he came from where he was a month ago to this because the gap to bridge that gap is just so vast. It's just, it's a phenomenal achievement what he's after doing. And he's setting the benchmark now. I know, like, we're going to see a lot more of this over the next decade of guys into their 50s uh, winning majors. Like, that's a record. I don't think, like, you know, the old record has lasted since the 60s, I think, has it? Uh, with Boris oh, it's, yes, it's around yeah, since yeah. the 60s so I, I can't see this record lasting 10 years with the depth of talent that's coming in behind um, that is touching 50 well, and be, you look at the courses that they're going to play over the next decade in majors yeah that they yeah suit a, a vintage ilk I think you're going to have to talk like technology is going to be playing a part in that as well over the last few years in fairness to Mickelson though like he's as ripped as he's ever been well technology you look at his putter it's a lump of steel. That that is the anomaly, like, isn't it? There's li- literally zero forgiveness if you don't hit that outside the middle. Be like, and he holds some amount of putts. Like he was so good, and then he start taking a mick on the last, like second last green. He goes to like the reverse claw on the last. He changes putting grip for the like seventy first. That was what he was hole. obviously getting a bit fidgety there over the short ones. That was crazy. That was a seventeen. Was kind of the last hope for anyone else that like mm. something could go wrong and. Like he didn't hit a great shot off the tee, like he'd good in the circumstances, and then yeah, played it, played a clever shot just to take the water out of play and make his four, and that was that was game really. But I do think I know we I mentioned it earlier on the end of the Saudi Premier Golf League, like he was the the pin up, the one they were going to sign and people would follow behind. I think he's going to look at it now and go, well, I have five year exemption now to all the majors, most notably U.S. Open, and you look at those U.S. Open courses. He's gonna fancy himself. He's gonna say, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jeopardize a chance to do the slam when I can. I literally know I have five more bites of this now, and just put everything into it. And um, yeah, like it could be, it could be the saving of golf. Oh yeah, it's a hard one. Like I guess the Saudi thing, if the players going over to that aren't allowed to play majors, that was gonna have a big impact on whoever goes over there. Um, as things stand, I would be in the camp that I don't think Phil's legacy is that important to him. If the Saudis say here's 150 million, Phil, I'd probably like I'll take it. Probably um, not, but five U.S. Opens, you know, a chance to. Stick. I hope, I hope that convinces him to stick around. But like he is literally being the one pushing it. He's been the one yeah. pictured with the sheiks. He's been like the driving force behind the calling out the players that they wouldn't be selfless enough to give up their own schedules. All this, and it's just. Like Mickelson is the most money driven golfer I've ever seen. Like to his like pre um like tournament bets are legendary, like in practice rounds and even 
in the tournament, I'm sure himself and Harrington had a little side wager on the first couple of days. Like he's just so money driven. Um, very popular winner though. Like the players were oh. all out. I was surprised because like anything I've ever heard about Phil back in the day was that like he's Mr. Nice Guy to everyone on the course, but behind the scenes he's not liked in the dressing room. Didn't look that way with lads coming out. On nah, his, he's liked, on he definitely. And well, you look at the lads that did come out, like his John Ram, you know, Tim, obviously his brother, coached them through college. Harrington, same ilk, yeah. two lads out there. Ricky, his young fella. Sure, Ricky goes everywhere, Phil goes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I seen I seen more of Ricky this week in the ads than I did in the actual coverage in the golf. In the, I but know. like in fairness to him, he done well. He done well. We give him credit where credit's due. But I think I think he missed the putt in the last to get to the Masters. He but, did, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it was it was it was really good. Um, he's given one thing. Mickelson has given now is Stricker an awful headache for the Ryder Cup because he's going to be there. You reckon? I I reckon now Phil will put in one or two other. Notable performances now, and he will he will get himself into that Ryder Cup fold. If this like can be a repeat formula for him, then yeah, he could win. Jeez, he, he could win the U.S. Open, win the Grand Slam. You never know. Like it's that possible. It does sound like he just landed on a completely different um, preparation method than ever before. I saw something like he was playing like 45 holes a day in practice and stuff. And the idea was that he felt he's been losing concentration over 18 holes in competition. So like the longer you could keep up concentration in practice, it would seem like a less significant thing to be keeping it for 18 holes in golf. And it, yeah, as you said about all the breathing beforehand, like he was slow, he was deliberate. He, I wouldn't associate slow play with Mickelson, but he was definitely slow and deliberate. A bit like Tiger can be when it comes to like crunch time and majors. I wouldn't be surprised if that, true Kepka off not to be giving him any excuses but yeah. he'd be one of the quicker players and God Mickelson was deliberate imagine um, what Tiger was like at home watching that yeah what was going through his head like it's just I'm sure he was really really happy for Phil but at the same time he's the looking at himself going him, oh yeah like you know at what age is Tiger now he's 43 44 I'd say 44 I don't I'd have um, to fact check but like yeah, like if he can get himself back right, I'm sure he's looking at it like with his jaw open, going, "I like of all the older guys I thought would win, I didn't 45. think Phil, 45, mm. I didn't think Phil would win." But I, yeah, like as I said, apart from that lad in Sligo, whoever he is, Mystic Mech, like no one else, um, no one else saw it coming. Yeah, so the guy in Sligo, we spoke about it. He put forty quid each way. Forty each way, and him a two hundred to one. Two hundred to one. Pretty much ten, 10 grand. grand back. Nice. Yeah, absolutely lovely. Mickelson would be proud of that one himself. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big time. No, like it's, yeah, it's a great win for golf. Um, I don't have much to add really because like anything I'll add now will just be negative against Phil. Like yeah. I, it's the sporting story is what I'm trying to focus on and not the man behind it, which is should be the case more often with sports, I guess. It's just that... It's fairy tale stuff. It's yeah. like Richard Bland a few weeks ago. It's fairy tale stuff. Yeah. And again... We spoke about Blandy at the time. He could have only done it this week on a, that particular type course. Mm. Like, yeah. if Phil was to play exactly like he did this week on last year's course, Harding Park, no chance. Mm. That's yeah. just the way it falls. Is this The wind element is just so good on that golf course. Um, how it switched up, it just kept them all interested. It, it kept kept everything in check. But no, it's class. It's class. Well, leads us nicely into our two boys. Just before that, Phil yeah. Mickelson's middle name. Do you know what that is? That was one of my most surprising takeaways from the week. No. Alfred. 
Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> Philip Alfred Mickelson. <laughs> like Batman's sidekick. Yeah. Like Batman's butler. Exactly, yeah. Bruce. Bruce's <laughs> butler. Mr. Wine. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that at all. Yeah, but Philip, yeah. Philip Alfred Mickelson. Philip Alfred Mickelson. There you go. Phil the Trill. He's got some secrets. Fig jam. Um, fig jam, exactly. Are we allowed to say what that is? Yeah, yeah, no. I'm sure most people know of it already, but like, yeah. It, yeah, just Phil's nickname back on tour. Feck, I'm good. Just ask me. Um, but yeah, he was, he's definitely, um, he's into himself as old Mickelson, but like given all the abuse that he's been getting from us and different people, not that he ever would listen to this podcast, but just li- from other people, I'd like say he's up for the him. task. I'd say, I'd say he listened a few weeks ago. That's Finn and Fecker telling me I'm an irrelevance. <laughs> That's it, right? I'm going to go out here and prove them wrong. But no, it was great. It was great to see. But Paddy and Lowry, like that match just seen. Now, it's a pity we didn't get to see more of it. But like two of the best final round scores uh, the lads pumped in together. I'm sure they had a little side match going on themselves. Yeah. And like the put Larry missed on the last, I think he missed like a seven, eight footer to beat Paddy by a shot. They finished tied. Like, yeah, there was a lot of world ranking points. There was a lot of cash involved, but I'm sure there was a couple of hundred dollars <laughs> between the lads that got him more than... Uh, Absolutely. Well, I'd Larry top five, and he would have got into that like outright fourth, I think, if he um hold that put. So I had to share a bit of my stake with Bet three six five. But no, listen, Larry, I don't. I, I'm in the camp that he'll be thinking it's a week to got away. Um, oh, absolutely. As, as opposed to an overly pot, like it is a positive story. But yeah, to God, he had a great chance to win that. Mate, we talked him up beforehand. And it kind of just went as it has for the last while. He's hitting the ball so good to the green, and he's just not converting. And like we said, like same with Phil, he's an artist. The, 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 those ball strikers came to the fore this week. The South Africans were up there. They love the wind, yeah. you know. Uh, two Irish lads, Harrington, Lowry, Mickelson. All these boys, fl- they, they hit the ball both ways. They're comfortable going at flags, back right, back left. There's no stock one shot like, and they worked their way around the golf course. It's just, it's everything a major should be, in my opinion. It's it's so good. I thought, yeah, I like I was hoping he'd have an an early run yesterday, like the first few holes playing downwind. If you could got to like, I don't know, say make the turn three or four under, every chance, never know what'll happen in the back nine. Misses a four and a half footer on the first. What was the first? I think either first or the second. It just sets the tone for the day. Anyway, my count was he missed. Eight puts under seven feet for the week. Yeah, could have been more, but that was my count. Um, his scrambling stats were off the charts. Like he was yeah. so good. Like it, it was one of those weeks that, like, you know, he, Lowry's nearly better off missing greens. Yeah, this week than leaving himself a thirty foot putt because he was leaving some of his long putts like seven eight foot short. Yeah, and like just missing those. You know, he did, he did a good few three putts. Yeah, and um, but yeah, he's he's nearly better off missing the greens uh, and, and like guaranteeing a par. Well, that shot into the last kind of summed it up. That um, that put like God, he he missed it by a foot, I'd say, from eight feet, which is pretty, pretty disheartening for him. Like it, he, it, it, everything set up so perfect for him and Podrick. Like all the coverage was going towards Podrick and what he was doing, and Larry was pretty much in the same score. Yeah, um, that that was the thing, and Larry has something to play for. Like, not that Podrick didn't. But Larry, you know, he, he, he was the one that you'd expect to kick on and try and win a major. Like, Porrick hadn't made a major cut since yeah. 2016 or something, I think, is going back to the Open or something. 
in around that. But like, um, if one of them got in at the clubhouse, say five under, it would have been very interesting oh. to see how Mickelson reacted to that. Yeah. I just didn't feel like there was any real pressure. Like obviously there's pressure, but nothing. Yeah, no one, no one posted a score that they couldn't deal with. Yeah. So they knew it was like a straight match play. Yeah. Between them and like Louis Eustazen came in, drifted away, missed a couple of, you know, once he threw that double in the back nine, that was it. Like he was, yeah, he was wasted, you know. But um, I think that's Lowry now locked in for a Ryder Cup. I think he's done enough. To um, warrant to pick. Yeah, regardless. I, I think, and I would hope. Like that's you're not gonna get a more high pressure situation than he was in yesterday, and he produced on a Sunday. Um, he left a lot behind, but Porrick can see exactly how he plods his way around. Whistling Straits very similar golf course to Kiowa. That yesterday it'll play very similar. It 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 will be a windy week, I'd say there as well. You know, it's Wisconsin right in the lake. Um, I yeah, I think he's locked in now. I think he's done enough. Once he doesn't go off the radar yeah. altogether between now, which he won't, I think he, he'll just stick in around, throw in a few decent results. Uh, he doesn't need to win, and he doesn't need, I don't think now, to get himself into the automatic spots. I think he's locked in. I hope you're right. I don't, like, there's still that pressure on Podrick picking him. But like, it's justified now. He has so many excuses. It's a lot of golf, though, isn't it? It is, but... Two majors, four, few four WGCs, months. four months, a lot can happen. But it's a team environment and you want to know the attributes of the character. And I think Shane has ticked every character box there is. I agree with that completely. I think he's tailor-made for Ryder Cup. I even think, like, as, would you call him a, a streaky putter? Um, I think it suits match play more than it does stroke play. And I, I think like he, he, a lot of his mental shackles that he has on at the minute with his punting would be released playing Ryder Cup. Just, I do think there's too much golf. But on the positive side of it, I think he's going to win a major. I'm convinced he's going to win. Yeah, either one yeah. of US Open or the Open. Like, I just think he's playing too well. Yeah. And I, like, what was it, last week or the week before, whenever Quail Hollow, like he came back after a break and wasn't good just it lost his rhythm and he was straight back at it this week so like he's playing the golf of his life yeah he'll click he will click he'll click on the greens like he's not a bad putter he's just he's leaving himself a little too much to do on the greens he'll tighten that in he, slightly just and, a fast start yeah. would be lovely like he seems to have to play himself into it over the weekend um, yeah just get off to a 68 round one and he'll be laughing he loves Tory Pines um, and he's every chance at Royal St George's. He's never I, played. He hasn't played Royal St George's now since he was since he was a young lad. But just any any yeah. links, like I'm just. But like you put all. him onto any links course, and he's yeah. he's there thereabouts, you know. Out of way, he's hitting the ball. It, like it, it's special. Um, like that. That's kind of the master. He's gone away from that. Disappointed. This one as well. Like I mean, the Lowry Grand Slam this yeah, year. The but way it's just, playing. It's it does, insane. It does make you so proud watching those two yesterday go at it the way they do. The mentality of our lads is different. That team, they, they played like they were going out like we would in the medal or something like that, just going at it, encouraging each other, having just, they had so much crack in that golf course. And then they come in off and the score is the score. But like, they knew they were going deep into that tournament. They Big knew time. 
and they were just at each other. Come on, come on, one more, one more, uh, one more. Like if say Harrington had like had a put on the eighteen to go to five under or something, I could imagine Lowry being the one cheer and more so than yeah. anyone in the crowd. Oh, that's it. It'd be like you you watch the caddies jumping up going ape. Yeah. When like their player wins, Lowry would have went like his top could have come off. You wouldn't know what he would have done. <laughs> just go absolutely mental. Yeah, like, and and they'd be the same if Porrick the other way, if it was yeah. the other way oh, around. Just, it genuine. Was just genuine friendship, genuine hard competition. They just the two lads are such assets to golf in Ireland. Yeah, they're so good. No, there's no doubt about it. We're blessed. Like I know our own Ivan Morris had an article up about the vanishing Irish over the weekend. That got a bit of play, like for the top amateurs coming through, but. At that like top top end, like we just punch so far above our weight. Absolutely, it's incredible. Absolutely, and like that leads us right into Rory McIlroy now. <laughs> so was he? Oh, just oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like he will take some positives away from this week. It was tough. It was a tough week for him. He didn't strike the ball very well, um, and yeah, he, he's exactly what you said. He, he's like the test was in the major. He. But he will take some positives. I I think he's a week off now. Um, he'll go and he'll work harder again. He he did so sh- show some good signs. The scrambling game and the putting game he had at Quail Hollow. He didn't take with him this week. Yeah, and that's the week you needed it. Um, didn't his, drive the ball. No, well. he didn't drive the ball well. Uh, but he didn't do that in Quail Hollow either. No, true. So you take away his biggest attribute from the the two weeks before and. Um, that's it. The one thing he really needed to do was chip and put well, and he didn't. And it like. You know, he's hitting nine irons and eight irons and seven irons into par fives in the first couple of days yeah, and, and not getting birdies. And oh, I think like, he bogeyed six times or something yeah. over the first two days. Like, that's crazy. Um, He said that he didn't understand the expectations that were on him. He said this last night. So before the tournament, we were saying, like, he was saying all the right things, and it almost felt like he expected to contend this week. Whereas on Sunday, he was saying... Like, yeah, I, I'm kind of at the beginning of my journey. Like, he was back to the other thing, which w- is what I thought before the tournament, that, like, this was just going to come too soon. That like, Quail Hollow just wasn't going to test him, like, this weekend. Like, just wind, if you're in any way off in the wind. It just, yeah, it goes to show like, the difference of players. Like, as in, the difference between Rory and Shane is Shane is quite comfortable in any conditions. Yeah. he he Shane is a master at... A to B to C. Just plot your way around. Shape it in here, shape it in there. Rory thinks he has to go out and shoot five, six under every day. And he, he you know, he would have numbers in his head, I'm assuming, of oh, I should get this, or he wouldn't publicly come out and say it. Yeah. Whereas Shane is just Shane will not go away. Rory goes away too easy. Yeah. Like he gets found out because he chases too much, whereas Shane is just He's the type of, you just wouldn't want in a game match. He's the type of lad you wouldn't want marking you. Yeah. He just doesn't, doesn't feck off. Like, he's just at you and at you and at you. Yeah, well, like Rory usually play himself into his customary top 10 on the Sunday or whatever, but he didn't even have the game to do that. Um, I like the, I felt like he, he probably struggled under pressure on that first day. And ju- it was just, there was no Rory story this no. week at all. He said he didn't even remember um, playing Kiowa in 2012 like he had no distinct memories of it all wins by eight shots doesn't remember any of it like it's yeah. gas some luxury but um he said he hasn't been driving the ball well in two years and that's the foundation of his game and yeah like he's still miles away from it by the sounds of it in like the what he was saying 
he'll win a, a few tournaments, but yeah, again, goes back to the broken record of Craven has to do it on the major stage. Um, and hopefully, yeah, like with a few more weeks' work with Pete Cowan and that, he'll get there. But he just still seems yeah, a fair bit away from it. Yeah. No, it's, he will take a bit from it, though. I'm going to, I'm going to. Leaning the positive side of Rory McIlroy. Um, oh, I think the positive is that like he won two weeks ago, yeah. and like he's clearly on, he's on the right on, path. Yeah, on the right path, exactly. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I did make some sweeping statements last week that he's a uh, better <laughs> mental game than Jordan Speed and stuff like that. I've been asked yeah. to publicly apologise for some of those mad statements. Jordan but, will accept your apology. Yeah. Um, I actually thought Jordan would have a much better week now as well, talking about mental games. Um, just didn't have it at all this week, which was a pity. Like it would have been nice to see it's him a up big, there. It's a big fence to face into the, the grandstand grand fence. Yeah, I, I just, I don't. It'll, it'll take him a few years, I think, in this tournament. Again, he doesn't have the mentality. I don't think of Shane of stick, 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 stick. He's, he can be quite loose. He's either on or he's off. Mm, There's yeah. no middle ground with with Jordan, and I think when the real pressure comes on. If his game is in good shape, yeah. No, he he threatened to play himself back into after a bad start, but he had um I think he shot seventy four in the last round, just drifted away. There was some outrageous scoring in the last round actually, because I had we did like a local sweep thing at Nace Driving Range the last <laughs> ten there. Like there was a lot of people in the sweep, and um, the like I had Gary Woodland, and he was there or thereabouts the whole way, and I'm like I'm following and going, okay, he had a double bogey. It's not the end of the world. Everyone's throwing in double bogeys. He carried a 78 yesterday, went from like 4th to 38. Fell off the face of the Unbelievably, planet. like from a, a major champion, like to fall away on a course that I thought, I, I was I was very confident Bullish. he was going to be there, thereabouts. Woodland stinger. Yeah, and Bryson. Bryson carried 77, like he started 2 under the start of the round and he shot 77 yesterday, like all over the shop, trying to out power a golf course like that he just he does not have that game i i hope like looking at the major um courses over the next few years like yeah he i like the way they set up he will never win an open championship mm. unless it's flat cam playing like that he won't he i just, do think he has a different game he that does. he's just not willing to play yeah he does he does but he doesn't fit the brand no doesn't oh. Not with his Cobra Red Speed driver. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't fit. No, honestly, it doesn't doesn't fit um, yeah. what he's doing. But yeah, it, it was just... They need to have courses like that on regular tour stops. Like, it can get so boring through the year. Just give those boys a challenge a bit more often. Like, it's far more crack. We've been blessed this year with the standard of golf courses, though. Than most other years, I think mm. we've had yeah, um, no, it's such a, great a good roster, run. Yeah. And on both sides of the, of the Atlantic, like it, it's been really, really good. Yeah, no, like more of that. We were joking, um, like down in County Sligo there, like in the getting battered by wind and rain on Thursday and then played down a scroll. That was meant to be a little two-day holiday. It was a bloody nightmare. Um, but um, no, the course were great and all the rest, but the weather was shocking. And just talking to us, like no American coming over to Ireland can play golf in this. These like Tom Brady's with their eight handicaps that you see will be off 28 in these conditions. Oh. And the pros just never get put out in it. So it was really nice to see them. Like, the winds were moderate enough over the weekend. But first couple of days, like, it was proper hard golf. And that's what you want. And, like, by and large, that rules out 
like 80% of the field. Like there's the, just, you talk about the artists and like there's just those lads that are just so much better than others and it's only when they properly make it difficult that they can actually shine. Otherwise, yeah, it can be a bit of the uh, bash and find a putting contest kind of thing and like anyone can do that. But yeah, it's just so much more interesting when it's like Kiwa. Oh, savage. It was really good. Is that all from Kiwa? Have you any more to add to Kiwa? Um, do I have any more to add? I, well, like... I guess for heroes and villains I do, but not really. Not really. I did. I was going to apologize to Ricky Fowler as well, though, to be fair. No, to don't. Don't. No? I'm not letting you. No. All right. Thank God. No. Thank don't God. apologize, Ricky. Ricky will be back to his usual typeset next week. Don't worry. Yeah. Good. All don't right. Worry. That's fine. Really? That was his first top 10 since January 2020. Yeah. Since but. COVID kicked in, Ricky's world has collapsed. Since COVID, he couldn't get a film crew out to record exist. ads. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Ricky will focus on what we said last week, that player impact fund. That's all he's going to contend for next year. That's it. Phil's in business with that now as well. That'll be another thing that Phil will struggle to walk away from now. He's going to be getting a few hits. He oh. was up. He was tweeting this morning. I don't yeah. think he slept. That no, coffee not. is nuts. He, he's selling everything. He's selling coffee. He's selling those Miz and Main shirts. He's be selling these aviator glasses. Like he's, he's like the all these aviator he's glasses you, are insane. All he's show you doing is going to the back of the eye like with a pram, like with the <laughs> amount of stuff that he's peddling. But like <laughs> down Moore Street selling fish. Yeah, yeah, all stuff. Um, but yeah. No, I don't think I do. I'm looking at my notes and I don't really. Like all my other notes are just negative fill notes, but I'm gonna no. uh, I'm gonna give yeah, him a won't. pass. Yeah, we give him a pass this week. Yeah. So yeah, no positive week. We're into Port Marnock Links this week. Irish Challenge. Well we're not. Yeah, no. we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no media allowed, there's no crowds, obviously. Um you know, it was a really good Irish field assembling. Uh, I had visions of someone like Paul McBride going down the 70, 72nd and 100,000 Irish people behind him <laughs> swooping and hollering, beating down the marshals. It would have been magic. Caelan Rafferty must have painted someone's fence. Caelan Rafferty in the field, yeah. Great to see. Yeah, we were talking about, well, we were both talking about it because around the pod there a couple of weeks ago and he just hasn't been getting any pro opportunities and presumably someone from the Challenge Tour listened to the podcast and thought, well, we'll rectify that situation <laughs> and we'll give Keelan an invite. But no, that's great. I really hope he um, shows what he can do and plays well. It should be a course that suits him. The harder, the better as well. I remember watching them win the West and, like, God, I wouldn't have broken 100. Like, he broke yeah. par. Um, yeah. It is going to be tough out there this week as well. And it's a great chance for the lads. A lot of the guys, so it's the week after a major. Denmark is on the main European Tour. Yeah. So, like, I know Niall Kearney's going across to Denmark and a few... Johnny Caldwell, Sharvin, Paul Dunn. Yeah. So, yeah. like, a lot of the bigger name players won't play in that event that are coming from a major, mm. um, but the European Tour guys. So, like, a lot of the, the big Challenge Tour names will probably get into Denmark, like the likes yeah. of Kearney. Um, will get in off his status and it leaves a good few openings for Irish players in Port Marnock. No, you really hope someone takes advantage of that. Like. You just love a link, spe- like Gav, you want him to kick on. He really needs a, a decent week. week. Yeah. Connor Purcell has been playing some golf, you know. He knows that place inside out. James. Robin Dawson needs, he yeah. needs something to happen, something to click. If it doesn't click this week for him, you'd question where he goes to from here, you know. I'm sure it's a well, tough place to be issue, in. Yeah. James Sugru, first professional paycheck. Last week, great to see. Great to see. I did write that um, 
article and like leading with that and then I looked at how much he earned and I think it was something like 1200 euro for a top 30 I was like Jesus it's hard work it <laughs> on is. those but after we talk about something like that I think it's 32 or 33 grand for the win yeah on the challenge tour this week um you know it's nothing to be sniffed at but when you take into account the cost of these lads put into everything they do every week like they're literally going from there to the Czech Republic and you know, yeah. travel is expensive. Your flights, accommodation, everything's expensive. And you see how the PGA Tour is starting to pump money into Corn Ferry, like the secondary tour over there is getting a million euro yeah. prize pots or whatever and, and more in the next few years. It's, yeah, it's a hard road. Like, a lot of those lads are regular Alps Tour players as well and they just seem to be losing money every week, even playing well. That's it. Like, I'd love to know uh, the balance of David Carey and, like, Johnny Yates. Yeah. The ups and downs, like in their bank account, the pluses and minuses of how the year pans out, because they're playing week in, week out in Egypt and all the Alps tour and all over that. And like, even if you finish in top four or five, you make four or five grand, yeah. three grand. Like, it doesn't cover your expenses. No chance. Even if they're in like four tier bunk beds, yeah. you'd be struggling. Like, it's yeah. it is. It's just a hard road. That's it. Like Keelan was saying, like he couldn't do couldn't that. Do he needs the Lowry break, and so maybe. Like winning the challenge tour, that will change things. You get a lot of invites after that and make your way that way. It would be class, wouldn't it? Like for the, wild, couple, yeah, like. the couple of months of like, you know, Cinderella stories that we're after having, that like we're going through of guys, like to get an Irish winner out in Port Marnock of one of the guys that really needs a leg up would be unbelievable. And in fairness to Port Marnock links, they've put so many years in of their uh, winter series yeah, that these time. guys know the place like the back of their hand. So you'd really hope for them as a host venue as well that um, they get a home winner this week. It would be unbelievable. Place looks class. So yeah. a bit of um, media content going around with it. But yeah, shame that we can't go or no one can go. But I don't know, dangerous places, those golf courses, I suppose. Still no, uh, still no updates on the Irish Open as well. Um, yeah. it's, it's getting a bit squeaky bum. I was talking to Rory's people last night send a message they still don't know if he's coming or not um it's all down to the quarantine situation and stuff like that so they're waiting on clarification from the european tour was the official line i got so i know uh, yeah i don't see rory going there if there's no fans yeah i'd be kind of on that and it'll be such a pity if there's no fans allowed in it'll be such a bit even for us going up to cover it then as well it's bubble situation you're in yeah you have to stay up there you have to do all that but it's uh, uh let's hope the pilot scheme includes golf as like as we said it makes sense for it to be on a expansive golf course even if you permit 5,000 and you're just watching Lowry or just watching McIlroy like there's still plenty of space yeah. it's not going to get to Kiwa levels of madness <laughs> like it's not going to happen Irish people are far more responsible than that um are yeah, we? <laughs> yeah. When, when there's a bag of cans involved outside I don't know yeah I know that's it there'll be lots of cans going but um yeah I think that wraps it up heroes and villains we might as well. You've nothing else to touch on, do you? No, I I don't. And it, Steph Meadow actually, she done well. Ah, uh, was yeah. Fell Steph had a it, bit. Yeah, disappointing Sunday. Um, she dropped it like a tie for forty eight. She was playing great for the week. Um, and in what is it now? Two weeks time, June third. I think the start of the U.S. Women's Open where she qualified for that. So yeah, like didn't finish out her tournament this time, but hopefully for U.S. Open and Leona missed the cup, but. She's had a bit of a break as well, so she'll be fine tuning for next week, I guess. Yep. Um, Heroes and villains. 
Heroes and Villains, well, very unoriginal hero, Phil Mickelson. Oh, yeah. Um, you have to. Yeah. yeah, like you have to. Simple as that. I saw his mom text him. Um, actually, no, his mom texted his sister. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah. seen that, actually. Yeah, it does matter. I don't know where I've seen that this morning. His mom texts his sister, and his sister goes, well, I'm not going to text Phil. I'm going to text Tim, because Phil won't listen to anyone else by this week, by that. Exactly. Tell, so tell him good. to stop hitting bombs. Don't hit bombs or activate calves. Just par in. Par <laughs> home, Phil. That was good. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that one. Um, yeah, good, another good um, Caddy player story, I guess, with Tim on the bag as well. Yeah. Um, your um, prediction for the watershed moments of... Um, DMDs, the distance measuring devices, didn't really do anything, really. No, but when they were miles offline, you could see. When Larry was down on the beach... It was handy for that. It was yeah. handy, you know. Like, when it was like, uh, who else? Like, there was a few of them were miles offline at one day, And they did use them a lot. You've seen them a lot. They used so, them far more than I thought they were going to use yeah, them. Yeah. But think pace of play was abysmal. I don't, like, I'm not saying there's a correlation between the DMDs and pace of play, but pace of play was cat. I think a lot of that's to do with the wind as well. That this week is pace of play goes down. Yeah, no, wind. the wind. <laughs> yeah. Is that? I think we leave it at that for heroes, but villains. Pace of play comes into my villain side of things one hundred percent. Yeah, because I know why. Go on. That, like, I was like, it's, there's two sides to this. I was appalled that the PGA Tour decided, or the rule, the USGA, whoever it is that was on that the, the clock, shot clock referees came in and did what they did to John Caitlin. Yeah. I, I just think it is shambolic. Like, there is a rule in place. I was looking at it yesterday, and I timed Phil four or five times. And, like, you're talking 65, 68, 70 seconds over shots. Yeah. There was one instance yesterday that another guy that we called out in the pod a few weeks ago... Stuart Sink and his son, I think they were hitting Rain. into... Because he played with, he played with um, Rory. And we got to see him hitting like... He was hitting a long iron or a medium iron into one of the par fives. Literally, they were a minute and a half over the ball talking about stuff. Not one word. Not one word. So, yeah. like, if you're going to apply a rule and penalise someone's strokes around the rules that are there, I'm all for it. But you have to do it across the board. Yeah. And, like, Phil should have been on the clock yesterday. Oh, there is no question about absolutely. it. He should have been on the clock. No one has the cojones. No one has it. That. Like to no go way. up and say, "Sorry, Mr. Mickelson, the last shot took you he sixty-four at seconds." You. Aviators, the yeah. fire burns, and you the are now on the clock. Yeah, that's when Fig Jam comes into his own. Oh, stop! Now like, he was—he had a bit of jokes with the officials yesterday. Yeah, yeah but, but no, I agree. Double, like, not even double standard. Just what a waste of time. Like, There's if, no if, way he would have been penalised, John Caitlin, if he was like top thirty in the world. No way. No. So I, it needs to be consistent. Mark Worley, director of GUI, just brought up a tweet of his because he was just from a referee's perspective. He just said, we'd be curious to know if Phil's group was within its overall time allowance. In order for Caitlin to be penalised, his group had to be out of position in the first place. No defence for the shot times of Mickelson because he was timed at like 75 and 68. Yeah. So like the exact same. But it's an important question if suggestion suggesting unfair treatments by refs. And it is. It is unfair treatment. Like if I was... Like it's yeah, it's I, I don't even think Caitlin he missed a cut. Yeah, you know so it, an irrelevance really. It is, but it's just that they use that at that particular time. Why do it in a major? I'm surprised they even did it in, against an American. Maybe that was punishment for playing on that yeah. tour all the time. Exactly. Don't be doing that. Yeah. Stay over this side. Nah, that that really 
irked or, me. No, yeah, time. there you go. Got, got to me as well, big time. Um, ben so, Crane um, obviously wasn't playing. The, I don't know where Ben Crane is these days, but I remember a commentator giving out about a slow play. It's like, we got a show over here in America called 60 Minutes, and it takes Ben Crane an hour and a half to watch it. <laughs> like ben, just, just on so Cranes. Cool. I'm not sure what you're watching. Uh, like, there's just something <laughs> random that's come into my head. Did you see the big crane eating the fish in the pond <laughs> on Radar? Did you see that? No. And Radar, like, Ra- like, Peter Alice has been thrown off the BBC for less. Radar was like, I love a bird with long legs. <laughs> and you're just going, oh my God, how is he getting away with it? It was hilarious. It was hilarious. But, that yeah, is good. Speaking of Cranes. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, my other my other villain of the week, I kind of have a go at. A few of the commentators, Brad Faxon, was just he just talks too much. Yeah, cold hard talks they, too much. Silence is good sometimes. I saw. Just yeah, chill out. God, I say, saw Philip Reid of the Irish Times criticising Actually having Coulter, a go, yeah, I was brilliant. like, yeah, no, it's bad now if Philip's criticising him. But, and Brad Faxon has definitely gone to the school of Paul McGinley while he's presenting, holding the microphone like he's saying his prayers so he can show off his his whoop strap and his oh. Rolex. Like, and he's like, okay, it's literally getting to a who can have the best watch competition alongside their whoop. And it's like they're going up for Holy Communion the lads hold <laughs> so their hands much product It's placement. shocking. I it's know, shocking. it's shameless as well. It's shocking. Yeah, Coltar was um, just a bit of a struggle. He was going on about how um, was it Phil was skipping through the sand or something. Just uh, like it's very, very tiring to be walking through the sand. So you'd rather si- uh, slip through it or something. But just pointless comments when, yeah, you could hear the energy of the crowd and stuff that you wanted there, talking over caddy player conversations. That's the worst. Oh, that was annoying. That's the worst. Only Louis was speaking Afrikaans, which yeah. I didn't know his caddy, so yeah. you could excuse that. Colin Byrne didn't last too long in that bag, actually. He was on that bag, wasn't he? Yeah, actually, he was. Don't know That's what. true. Doesn't speak Afrikaans. Doesn't, well, he might. He was with Retief Goosen for long enough. He's a pretty enough. clever man as well. He, <laughs> he, could, he, he could definitely. He probably speaks 12 languages. Wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, that's um, a good point, Pete. Didn't, uh, yeah, but yeah, that that was just the player caddy things. Like I loved hearing Phil and Tim talking all week. Yeah, was so Tim was giving Phil some basic stuff. It's gas. You yeah, swear, but all Phil this, was a rookie. Take three off of Pell's nine. Take this. Like everything's a Pell shot. Pell's yeah. is. I think there's a Pell six uh, minus five. <laughs> just going, all right, lads. Okay, I like it. Yeah, no, that was a bit wild. The coverage I had down as a villain, Pete. Um, I. Yeah, I just I don't think it was, it was wall to wall ads for me. Um, there was there was a lot of coverage, but even on the dodgy box, crime even on the dodgy <laughs> box. I paid my license. No, but like the criminal thing for me was getting excited about Harrington in the back nine chips yeah, in yeah. on what was it fourteen gets winning three. You don't hear from him again. Oh, vanishes, don't. vanishes. Bo- I thought he'd throw in a few bogeys or a double bogey or something that they're just not showing him. But yeah, bogeys the next hole, which is like. Yeah, fair enough. But I think Nick already mentions it about a half an hour later that just news on Portrait Cairns. And it's not news. Like the PGA Tour app, which is still showing shots from Quail Hollow two weeks ago, had even updated me before Nick Doherty. Yeah. Like just not good. Just the whole um, skipping to ads. Anytime something interesting was happening, like there was no narrative around it. It was go to ads, talk to me about Adobe Sign, talk to me about erectile dysfunction, talk to me about hair loss, talk to me about your life, it's over. Yeah. Um, but it's not because Phil Mickelson won a 50, so there's hope for all men with erectile dysfunction. We just can buy all, his coffee. Yeah, just it's buy perfect. that coffee. God oh, knows what's in, yeah, whatever is in the coffee, that's what you want to get the urine test on for sure. But um, yeah, and I, I wasn't for one second saying Phil was juiced up earlier on, by the way. 
<laughs> who cares? If he goes to that Saudi thing, you can say what you like exactly, about Phil. Exactly. Yeah, it's free <laughs> reign. Dead to you. Yeah, definitely. But no, I think that's it. No, it was good. That was great. It was great. I'm not saying this podcast was great. The golf was great. Key yeah. was was great. Lived up to the hype. Lived up to the billing. There lots of lads that um, kind of flattered to deceive in the major stage just before you, like John Ram, Fleetwood, lads like that. That they're always in the conversation. Robert McIntyre, like they make out that he's the next White Hope or something, but. That's a yeah. sky thing, isn't it? It's just a sky like, thing. You know. Yeah, like there's a, a lot of lads that you would have thought would have big big weeks didn't. The lad you didn't think would have a big week won it. Golf's very unpredictable. We'll, we'll be careful with our predictions from now on. It's a no, oh, no, we won't. Jesus, no. I know. We'll put our head in the line. No, that's it. Yeah, I got my Larry each. Gavin Moynihan to win in Port Marnock. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There's right. a, that's my house. That's right. Cheers for that, Johnner. Thanks, Thanks for, for having me, Pete. No, and thank you very much. Cheers to all you guys for listening, as always. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Um, events are back this week. Uh, we start off at Palmerstown House this Friday, and then we're moving on to Carton House Montgomery on Sunday. I think there's two or three single spaces left in each of the events. Uh, you can download our app for the latest golf news. Uh, just search Irish Golfer in the App Store or the Google Play Store. And reach out to us on all of our social channels at Irish Golfer Mag if you want to have your say or give us any negative, positive, any sort of feedback at all you want. So thanks for tuning in and we'll chat to you again next week. Bye.